There are many ways to relocate a home, and it's becoming more and more popular when thinking outside the square when buying and selling real estate. Today, we're looking into how we can get that house moved to put you in your dream location. You're listening to Real Estate Right. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent, and invest right. Your host is Sue Langder. The Real Copyright team is spreading right around Melbourne, and we want to give you our expertise in writing copy for property, writing copy for websites, and even writing blogs to keep your customers informed in all things real estate. If you would like to know more about our copywriting services, give us a call on 03 5977 or check out our website www.realcopyright.com.au. Kane Barnett is the founder of CoLab Architects, a Melbourne-based practice that has grown up on residential projects of all sizes and is currently one of the prominent childcare centre specialists. Kane has also just moved his house five metres on his site to make space to subdivide. Welcome, Kane. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Really good for a Friday. <laughs> That's good. Good for a Friday. Now, how did you get into architecture? Mm. Um, it was my dad's idea originally. He's a, a carpenter and mm-hmm. uh, realised that that's a young man's game and it's uh, hard to do when you're getting old. So uh, we you know, grew up with a nail bag and nailing trusses down on roofs and things like that. So he's like, oh, this is too hard when you get old. So think of something else. And he's like, oh, why don't you become an architect? So kind of always did a lot of drawing and stuff and seemed like a good fit. And uh, yeah, sort of just sort of fell into it and did some did drafting beforehand. Uh, yeah. So I'm qualified draftsman first, then I did architecture, and yeah, that's all I've done. You are. Yeah. Beautiful. So now we're talking about relocating a house or a yes. home, whichever way you like to call it. Now you've just done that, but only five meters up the site. <laughs> yeah, uh, five meters across. Yeah, yeah. Across. Yeah. Which is very rare to happen, isn't it? It is. Um, it tends not to happen a lot because uh, it's tricky um, mm. and it does cost a bit of money to do. Um, you've got to have the appetite to do it. Um, it's It works out pretty well, but the costs are pretty much the same as it would be if you took it down the road or into another suburb. So you've kind of got to yeah. keep that in the back of your mind. But, um, yeah, it's, it's actually quite a good process. You've just got to find the right people. I reckon that's the, that's the hardest bit, uh, finding yeah. professionals that, that do the right thing in a you know, happy to yeah. sign contracts and all that. That's uh, that's the hardest bit. Yes, fair enough. So in terms of long-term, what, what's your gain out of this? I actually helped a mate uh, put together, put the house back together when he moved it down to a, a beach house. He was in demolitions and, and he um, got a house that he was going to demolish, got it cut in a couple of pieces and took it to a side he bought in Venus Bay and we sort of helped him yeah. put it back together. And so it's always been in the back of my mind that you could do that. Um, my parents were looking at doing it, you know, putting, getting an old house and putting it on a, on a site. And, uh, um, you've, you've set a, uh, a trend. Well, I've, I've been, it's sort of been part of, it's been on the periphery of my life, you know, that kind of option. Yeah. Um, 
and when we bought this block, we bought it with the intention of of moving it because it was the site was sufficiently wide enough that we could move it sideways and then subdivide. So it was always yeah. a way to do that. And in terms of time, um, you know, and and cost, if you demolish a whole house, it can cost you you know ten grand or whatever, and then you got to rebuild it. Um, but if you move it sideways, it it's sort of already locked up. It's ready to go, and you've just sort of got to fix it up along the way. So the short yeah. the short term sort of benefits are that you've got a house that's more or less ready to move back into. What's the short term pain of doing it all? Oh, so I, I guess before you even do it, you've got to go through the process. In, it depends on where you are, but you've got to go through mm. the process of getting planning permits and all that to you know to do either the subdivision or the relocation. And and the the tricky things are that the building code doesn't really contemplate the relocation of a house. So it treats it as a new. So even, yeah. So if you've got, uh, if you're doing any kind of renovation to it, you've still got to bring everything up to code. So if it's badly insulated or got bad windows, you know, it's got some problems, you know, with its say switchboard or whatever, you've got to bring everything up to code. So there's, there's costs that have to, that you have to uh, allow for to, to bring things up to the relevant, you know what what's required now even if you're building from scratch so that's that's a thing you may not kind of realize um the one of the good things about moving it moving the house was from a planning perspective council really liked it because it's already part of the streetscape yeah it's an older house and so they don't really like you to sort of reinvent period homes but Mm -hmm. if you're putting one that's there and leaving it kind of there in the similar spot they kind of go well you're maintaining the streetscape and you're not challenging things so they're they're kind of two sides of the same coin i guess um but the the hardest bit and i I said this before but the hardest bit is finding the right person to do it yes and at the time that you need it done yeah because these guys are super busy and they don't like um coming through town coming into metropolitan areas because um they've got big trucks lots of equipment and it's tricky it's tight yeah, and they're they're also busy moving houses in the country to the country. Mm. Um, and one of the things that we found was really hard to find someone to do it, give us a proper quote, and then commit to a time because they're they're at the mercy of so many different things. Mm. And particularly when they're moving from, you know, one jurisdiction to another, they've got a problem in that they've got to get permits every jurisdiction they move through. They've got to get road permits. So moving a house in a in a suburban area. Is they they're just not interested unless it, when I said you know I got I want to move a house to these guys they said oh no we don't do it in Melbourne or around it I said oh I'm moving it on the same site and they said well okay well that's fine yeah because they didn't have to go through the process of road permits and all this yeah. other stuff and closing everything down yes that yeah. would be a um, a pretty uh, exhausting kind of list of inclusions wouldn't it all those permits to get yeah. through of that. Yeah, it can be. Yeah, and we had we had one guy lined up originally who, two days before he was supposed to start, told us he just wasn't going to do it anymore. Oh, so we, you know, we were ready to go, and then had we'd done some demolition and disconnected power on the water. Oh, and wow! Had an empty house we couldn't live in, and then this guy just went, "No, I'm not doing it." Oh, and so then we had to find someone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he was like the, the other guy was like a handshake and a promise kind of guy. Uh, and when we started to ask questions about, you know, what what counts for variations in cost or whatever, he just wouldn't wasn't clear. And then mm. when we really started to ask, he he just cracked it and went get lost. Yeah. 
Um, I'm, I'm choosing my words a bit more carefully than he did. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it got, it got really bad. And it was actually quite um, devastating when he, when he said that because we're sitting there paying rent out of the house. We can't live in it. Everything's ready to go and we've got no one to help us. So we, we found these people who were amazing, yeah, super professionals. Everything was by the book. You know, they were just a joy. It was meant to happen. Yeah. Yeah. We, I think everyone keeps saying we dodged a bullet with this other guy. Um, yeah. But these these people, uh, KHR, their names is, are um, fantastic. Yeah. Kilmore House Removals. They're amazing people. Awesome. Yes. Good, good, good to give them a plug. Little plug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, why do people relocate houses to different sites? Yeah, usually it's as you said, it's country to country, but obviously there's some houses um, in in a Melbourne which you know are lovely houses, but they're just not right for the style of lifestyle people have anymore. Yeah, well, well, we moved it um, for for a few reasons. Um, one was you know to try and save a bit of time and and a lot of money rebuilding something that was perfectly fine. Um, the council yeah. liked it because it was kind of a environmental perspective. You know, you're not wasting the whole building that's yeah. okay enough you know you have to do things to bring it up to code but you know that's doable um mm-hmm. people tend to fall in love with older homes too they've got lots, lots of charm and you know lots of the bolt um, housing stuff and volume building stuff is has doesn't have a lot of character so if you've got a, a, mm-hmm. a block of land somewhere you get a you get a charming old house for not a huge amount of money um relocated and people are starting mm. to sell them too. They're, they're realising it used to be you get them for nothing and you chop in a few pieces and take them down the road. But now they're realising there's demand and you can, they'll cost you 100 plus thousand to, to buy a nice old house. But yeah, you can just get, well, get some. I've actually just had a real estate agent um, do that himself. He, he sold his house on his land, loved his, where he was living, sold mm. the actual building, and um, now he's building a side by side development for himself, mm. um, living one and and it's all of a sudden he's made huge amount of money on yeah. uh, the second house and selling the original house. Yeah, the the, the things are that people don't realise is just how much you've got to do to satisfy you know, things like building surveyors. So you can't just yeah. pick up a house. I mean, you can just pick up a house and move it, but to bring it up to code, it's got to be restumped, and then that's got to be inspected correctly, and then you've got to get an engineer to sign off that the house is still in good nick, and mm-hmm. you know. As I said before, you've got to bring your power and everything up to code as well. So there's lots of stuff that you may not realise um, that you have to do along the way. It's not as simple as moving it, although that's not really simple, but, yeah, there's yeah. a bit more to it. So if we were to go a timeline, what's the process in relocating a house? Um, putting aside a planning permit because that's how long is a bit of string. Um, yeah. And from the from the start, from the moment the people turned up on site, it was 10 days to relocate the house. Okay. And, and within okay. three hours, they'd already from the, yeah, they got to the site at eight o'clock and by 11, 11 o'clock or just after the, the house was off its original stumps and hanging in the air. So yeah. they don't muck around. Yeah. So how about um, utilities? Like obviously for your instance, would you need to relay sewerage pipes and all that sort yeah. of stuff because they're not as close? So in, in relation to our project, it was because we were doing a subdivision two, we had to uh, put in power and new power connections. And so they were end up there in pits in the front uh, on the nature strip. 
to do yeah. two of those. Um, we had to put another branch in the sewer at the back and new water mm -hmm. connections as well. You don't necessarily have to do gas. That's because you can run everything off power if you want. Um, but if you're going to do gas, you have to do gas as well. So, yeah, the house has to be completely disconnected. We actually had a temporary pole put in to uh, get us through. But, yeah, mm. everything has to be disconnected. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, more and more cost. So as a, a ballpark, if I wanted to move a house from, say, East Bentley to Kilmore. Right. What, what sort of prices, like, would be looking at? Yeah, okay. The to move the house itself is about forty odd grand, forty plus. Okay. Um, and then it's permits after that. So yeah, then right. then your building permits and and your you know all, that that would probably cover more or less um, the house being picked up and moved to another site. Um, then you have all your making good and reconnecting services and all that stuff on top of it. So you, okay. you you're not going to get much change out of a hundred just before you even start doing anything to the house because you're going to have all, all your power disconnections and all your services being cut off at, at the not just from the house but right from the mains, no matter where they are, yeah. and then the reconnection of all that stuff, you know, your MBN yeah. as well. Um, yeah, that's all got to be done. So, yeah, you, you, and then building surveyors and, you know, engineers, all that stuff, would be, yeah, 100 would be reasonable. So it's cheap enough to it's it's cheaper than building brand new yeah if you yeah um but it's a yeah it's a costly exercise at the same time yeah yeah i mean if you're going to renovate, i mean we're renovating as well so then you know pick a number on what you want to spend on your renovation yeah on top of that but if you're going to leave things as they were more or less um mm. yeah you, you're going to spend a hundred ish you know because it, yeah. the the when they move it a, in the top corners of your doors and windows where the plaster sort of is cut or joined, um, that's where the weaknesses are and that's where structure, you know, lintels and 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 um, studs meet. And so at those yeah. points that sort of you get twisting and that's where plaster cracks. And mm. when our house was moved, then you should have seen the angle that it was on when they put it on the back of a truck. They didn't just move it flat. They pitched it at like 20 degrees to move mm -hmm. it back and forth. Yeah. Um, but they did so slowly, none of the windows cracked. We only got a few cracks in plaster. Um, nice. Yeah, it was quite amazing how little damage there was that we didn't do beforehand. Yeah. And the reality is if you were to sell the house and give it to somebody else, you know, you've obviously, you know, made money doing that as well. Yeah, yeah. What would most people sell a house for these days? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, pick a number. Isn't the median price around a million bucks? In in a, in oh, a Melbourne, yeah. you know, it's no. But in terms of actually the house itself without the land, oh. you know, like oh, I remember years ago when I was working at the Age, people would put a house for relocation. Oh, okay, in yeah. Classifieds, and they would say fifteen, twenty grand or something. Oh, it's way more than that now. Yeah, you'll you'll yeah. pay. You, you could pay. Like when my parents were doing a similar project, moving a house on onto their block. Um, you know, you're paying upwards of 80 grand just for the house. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, as soon as people figure out it's a good idea, then people charge money. So, essentially, the person who was buying the house would pay for the relocation fees too. Yeah, yeah. So, essentially, it would be like $180,000. Yeah, yeah, which, is, you know, most of these homes are pretty big. Still cheaper than buying, uh, building brand new. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it can be for sure. Yeah. All good. So we will have a short break and come back with more from Kane Barnett from CoLab Architects to talk about some of the problems that can be created when relocating a home and how long till you feel normal again. You're listening to Real Estate Right, and we are talking to the fabulous Kane Barnett from CoLab Architects, and we are talking about relocating a house. So, Kane, what problems and further issues could you discover along the journey while relocating? A uh, big one is um, asbestos. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, uh, particularly in older homes, behind tiles, behind splashbacks in the eaves, around the skirts of your home, you know, where if, if it's uh, on stumps. Um, that's a big one. So you've got to get that cleared. Um, there's some secret things councils do uh, around subdivisions in particular where they'll, you know, you go through the planning permit process and, you know, they'll say there's no extra fees, no nothing. And then you go through your subdivision and they'll go, oh, by the way, there's this contribution that we've just decided to make up and you've got to pay an extra 30 grand or whatever. Um, so it's good to do your, your due diligence on that kind of stuff. But they do change their um, minds, don't they, councils? They can, yeah, yeah. I mean, you never know what you're going to find until you open it up. Um, in our house, we've found a lot of really interesting construction methods um, when we started moving things about. Yeah, so uh, the floor under the kitchen was sitting on bearers, you know, at, at one end, but then the wall that usually sits on top of the floor was actually not sitting on the floor. It was sitting on the bearers on its own stud, and then one of the walls didn't have... You know, noggins between the studs horizontally, there was this sort of really weird latticework of 45-degree angle battens all kind of bolted together with bolts that you could suspend anything off. It was just so it was just so much overkill. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so you really got to have a look around and, you know, tap on your walls and figure out what's there because, I mean, if you've got lath and plaster, that's impossible to fix or really mm. difficult and costly. Yeah, there's, there's lots it, – it's sort of like – what you'd find when you start demolishing. You don't know what you're going to find until you start pulling sheets off, off walls and finding yeah. finding the secrets people have done, uh, you know, particularly when you get old blokes that like to do a bit of DIY. Mm. Uh, you can find some really <laughs> that was fun. amazing things. Did you find yeah. any secrets like old newspapers or somebody? Yeah, we found plenty of old newspapers, yep. Yep, from the uh, late fifties and early sixties, all over the place. Yeah, no, lots of cash uh, in the walls. No, we didn't find any cash. No, uh, we found a few dead things. Oh, um, rats, and- which was nice. Well, well and truly dead, like mummified, kind of dead. Oh, that wow. was gross. The, yeah, the main ones are really just contamination and dodgy workmanship is is the real problems because yeah. you know when when you move a house and it hasn't been constructed particularly well. It can it can fail, and so when we found these things, we got um, a builder to come around and fit, sort it out and make it secure before it was moved. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So going through the process, are you back to normal yet in terms of living in? No. Nine. How long does it take to get the interior right? That's a good question too. I mean, it's sort of how long is a bit of string. Um, if you were just to fix it up, where how it was, we'd be in it already. Okay. Um, you know, and it would be maybe a month or two, depending on how much you want to change and how you know, because there's not there's not a lot of damage. Yeah. Um. We there was a tile floor right throughout, which we pulled up because when they came through, they said, "Look, there's a lot of weight in the tiles and the grout, and if you can make the house a little bit lighter, 
it'll make our job easier. So we just got rid of everything. So we'd have to redo the whole floor, but that wouldn't take particularly long. And some of the electrical work we and some of the plumbing we had redone before we moved in sort of preparation for the for the renovation. So I reckon after you moved the house, within a month or two you could be back in it. Okay. So it's not too long. But No. Yeah. And then you've got to pretend that, you know, it's you you've actually got to unpack boxes again and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Set it all up. Yeah. yeah. It's a joy. Yeah. 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 So is there anything else that we should talk about in terms of relocating our home? I would just say make sure you find the right person, get a contract. If anyone wants to do it and they're reluctant to give you a contract, run like Usain Bolt away from these people. Um, get good tradies to help you with the disconnections and the reconnections. Mm-hmm. Some of the service um, disconnections take a while and they're a bit of a – uh, law unto themselves and they can just turn up you know they give you a big a big window and a long lead lead time so it can take you really a long time to get power disconnected uh, and reconnected um sewer and all that's a bit easier but power's the big yeah. one uh i would say it's a it's a good it's a good thing to do if you've if your house has got some charm and if you don't want to do too big a reno it's, it's a good idea the thing that we've discovered when we started to look at the renovation, we started to look at doing an attic because the house has got a big pitch yeah. on it. And because it's an old house, we had to, we, we were going to have to do a whole lot of engineering, which more or less um, meant we had to te- tear the whole roof off and rebuild it as trusses, which then you kind of go, well, if I'm tearing off the whole roof, I'm left with the floor and the walls and I've got to do insulation and new windows and all that. Um is it worth it? And so we've decided to not do the attic and, all, and a few other things because it just meant we had to rebuild and rip stuff apart. It's not worth it. Sort of defeated the purpose, yeah. yeah. Well, thanks so much, Kay, for coming on today. Do you have any special offers for our Real Estate Right listeners? Um, yeah, I do. We have um, uh, a special that we do for people who may not need an architect for the, the whole mm-hmm. project. Um, and we run this thing we call the ideator, which is a, a um, an idea generator. So we, we get your brief and we, we run a workshop on your house and present you with a bunch of ideas as to how best to resolve your brief. Um, so we can do that for you. But as a, as a first point, we give people the workshop yep. kit, which is a, is a pack that has lots of little bits and pieces in it to help you sort of figure out what you want and generate your own ideas. And it's a really good way of, uh, of a, particularly a couple, figuring out what they want. And and part of the reason it came about is because I did a job for a friend of ours, of a couple, and um, they would argue about everything. Um, and one wanted a butler's pantry and one wanted a cellar, and they just couldn't resolve oh, it. And I kind of was sitting at their house one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I said to them one day uh, at a meeting when they were arguing, I said, look, I'm going home now. Can you guys fight it out amongst yourselves and come back to me when you when you're quite clear with your ideas? Because I can, you know, we can help you with whatever. Why couldn't you just put a a, litch, a, a latched door in the floor of the butler's pantry and then you have your cellar going down? Well, this is this is a good question, um, and it was one of the solutions, but they couldn't agree. So I basically went away and then put this thing together and said, "Here's the, all the tools, or here's some tools that you guys can use to figure stuff out and get your brief, yeah. you know, composed well." So um, it's a great way to start. And if anyone 
that's listening to this wants um, wants a box of the work with the workshop kit, yep. uh, I'd be happy to just send one out. Awesome. So it's got little like little cutouts for furniture and a scale rule and some tracer paper and a you know, bunch of stuff and some rules. Yeah. Rules. The first rule is there's no you're not allowed to say no. Oh. In in no, the it's workshop like a game. with your partner. Is it? Yeah, it's a bit of a game. Yeah, you got to yes and everything. Oh, cool. Might have to get one. <laughs> Thanks yeah. so much, Kane, for that. No worries. How can listeners get in touch with you? Uh, you can go to our website, colorbarchitects.com.au. Yep. Uh, all our contact details are on there. We're on the, all the socials. Well, not all of them, actually not Twitter, but we're on uh, Facebook and uh, we've got an Instagram account. Yep. Um, so you can direct messages on any of those things. And our number is on the website. So, yeah, feel awesome. free. Thank you so much, Kane. Um, always up for a chat. Always good. Thank you. Um, and we will have all your details in our show notes and our social media as well. So next week we have Jeff Gartley from Gartley Advisory coming on to talk to us about the best tax strategies when inheriting the family home. So don't miss it. Real Estate Right is a real copyright production hosted and produced by me, Sue Langada. I would like to thank Podbean for hosting our podcast, Premium Beat for our theme music and Francis Morello for his voiceover. Real Copyright is a leading real estate copywriting service throughout Melbourne. If you would like your property copywritten by Real Copyright, please book your copy through orders at realcopyright.com.au. If you would like us to help create more valuable real estate information for the people of Melbourne in this podcast, contact sue at realestateright.com.au. Thanks for listening to Real Estate Right.